weekly Naked Under the Table show, where we say what we think because we're just as naked under the table as you are. We've got nothing under the table and nothing is off the table. Our weekly golden nuggets are delivered hot and fresh by your favorite half-naked people, Martin, Denise, and Elsie. On this week's episode, we are going to kick off our Love Month series entitled Controversial Couples. And the first couple on the docket is obviously going to have to be Romeo and Juliet. And for today's episode, we have a treat. We're going to be joined by a special guest. A, she likes to call herself an eternal optimist. Not necessarily a hopeless romantic, so she likes to dub herself an eternal optimist. And given that we are talking about potential controversy, she's going to weigh in on whether or not there is any controversy. Ladies and gentlemen, before I introduce our host, welcome Vanessa Julian to the show. What's up, what's up? Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, Ben, 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 Ben. Good morning to you, Martin. <laughs> So Vanessa is going to be joining us as a guest, but I am not hosting the show. I'm going to turn over the hosting duties to the man himself, Elsie Reclamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. That's me. That's me. It is, man. That's me. <laughs> hey, Vanessa, how are you? Uh, How's my body now? Yeah. How are you doing, Vanessa? I want everybody. What's that? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. I know. I want to. I just want to share to people that uh, you have one of the best. Uh, shall I say uh, uh, a complete life that uh, a lot of us are envious about? Huh? A complete life. Yeah. I love your life. Next, uh, on the uh, one on one hand, the other hand, the the people that make you happy, a nice home, very warm, and uh, loving friends. It's it's like you have everything, no? And we hate you for that. No, I'm just kidding. We love you for that. We love you. For that. <laughs> what are Not your as easy as looks? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's what we're gonna be talking about on how. Uh, you know, uh, relationships are not that, you know, instant. Maybe uh, we can actually. There's there's a lot of work that that goes uh, into it. Uh, <clears throat> what are your plans this Valentine's, Vanessa? Do you have any uh, special, uh, obscure plans? Obscure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's frozen. Didn't the question freeze her? <laughs> yeah, she got scared to answer. Oh no, she's frozen. Ah, it's cold day. I have to say uh, that could be due to the, the the really cold weather, and it's freezing a lot of people. Oh, there we go. Vanessa's coming in again. Anyways, guys, we're gonna be talking about one of the the I can say the uh, ultimate. Uh, what they say is the ultimate love story: Romeo and Juliet. Which is, uh, we will dissect it, uh, interject our ideas, maybe some of our philosophies, and uh, a little bit bash it a bit, maybe uh, put it in the in the spindle, uh, turning it, turn it around, dry it, yeah, cook we, it, we, you know, roast we, it. We brought up baseball uh, bats for the bash. Right. right. <laughs> 
love baseball bats because this is the month of love. February, you know, is always has been always uh, considered as the month of of the Cupid. Yep, it is. It is. Mm. Yeah, mm. the Cupid but, and the stupid. Oh, <laughs> it, ha- it happens to the best of us. <clears throat> and 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 in uh in this month, which I want to call uh, Hallmark Month. <laughs> Hallmark this month. Anyways, uh, let us dissect it. And, uh, and I'm happy to have Vanessa with us here. We're going to be talking more on, uh, you know, Romeo and Juliet. And uh, I want to ask some questions to my friends right here. And uh, the first one is, uh, you know, Romeo and Juliet has been considered the ultimate love story. Um, uh, I'm not very uh, agreeing on this, but what do you guys think? Um, let's ask our, our guest, uh, Vanessa. What do you think about this title uh, as the greatest love story ever told? I think we're just very in love with when people go against the odds. You know, when, it, when it's hard and when you have to fight for it, you know, the, we're suckers for that. No. Whether Filipino movies, Hollywood, I don't know. It, it, Shakespeare time. It's always saying that. It has to be hard. If it's not hard, then it's not good or it's not worth it or it's probably not real. But once it becomes hard, then it all makes it worth it. Maybe em- em- Emphasis on hard, no, Vanessa? <laughs> Everything has to be hard. Especially, you know... In this time of month, oh, like yeah, uh, yeah. things are can get really hard, you know. Booking is hard, booking the <laughs> restaurant, and hotels are almost non existent now. It is gonna be hard, especially for kids and, and, and Romeo and Juliet are kids. So, do you agree? So, you agree, Vanessa, that this story could very well be the ultimate love story ever told? Well. Ultimate love story, I'm not sure. Um, there's just a lot of, you know, it's very timeless. Because in whatever time you tell it, it's still very relevant. Even if you modernize it, there are a lot of, you know, movies that have updated the story essentially, but it's still the same. So it's be making it relatable is what makes it beautiful. And that's why it's a lot of people call it to be the ultimate love story. But no, I like the the ending because it's sad and okay. For those of you, we're <laughs> warning you now. Spoiler alert: <laughs> they die <laughs> in the end. <laughs> oh, can I add, can I add a fun fact? Uh, Romeo and Juliet is not an original story by not by any means. Uh, Shakespeare has has also used this trope along with countless others. Uh, Greek mythology has their version, which predates most of everything. Uh, Arthur Brooke, uh, Arthur Brooke. Has, a, has, yep. a, has a book called Romeus and Juliet. Isn't that yes. <laughs> a coincidence? Yes. It's a poem, but, not a book, but yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. So there's so much reference to this. So by not by any means, it's original. So just to put it out there for everybody who thinks that Shakespeare has done an original piece. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, there you go. And we will talk about that more. 
So, Denise, what do you reckon? Is this the ultimate uh, love story for you? Do you agree? I think the reason it's such a great story is because it's not just a love story. You know, you've got things like family discourse, politics. You know, you've even got some epic fight scenes in there, you know, and people are dying and stuff like that. And I think... If it was just Romeo and Juliet alone and that narrative, even though it's the central narrative, even though it's, you know, they're the stars of the show, it's not the only thing going on, right? And I think that's why it's a, it's a great story. Um, and maybe that's why people just chalk it up to the ultimate love story. But I think it's because it's got a little bit of everything, really. You know, um, it's got betrayal. It's got, it even has drugs in it, you know, stuff like, you know, so it's, it's, it's actually a, a pretty comprehensive story woven together, a narrative of stories woven together. Um, and he pandered to the audience. He had a really good idea of what the audience was looking for and what they wanted, you know, and the shock value of a tragedy really worked well during his time. So, I mean, it's just epic storytelling, like really, really good storytelling. And so in that sense, I would agree it's up there in terms of a story, but maybe not as a love story. Very well. Uh, I totally agree that uh, it's not a love story. And, and more on that later. Uh, so guys, please uh, tune in, uh, listen more because we're going to really dissect this, this, uh, uh, this, uh, this book, uh, this play. How about you, Martin? What do you reckon? Uh, is this the ultimate love story for you? I don't really think so. Uh... He said the L word. He's allergic to that word, man. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> but but I definitely don't think it's a perfect love story, and and I I do also maybe agree a bit that I I didn't really f uh really catch the love part of it. Um, I think it has loads of aspects, like like Denise said, which are very interesting. I think definitely whoever wrote this story first, and 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 what what I think is great about this, if we kind of take apart the love story part, is that it's an archetypical story, and that I find very interesting, and I find super super interesting. Um, and it has many many aspects to it, like like Denise said, family, you know, and it's also it's like someone sat sat at a a court somewhere thousands of years ago getting a massive heart on from writing down all the stuff that happens you know but but it's definitely a a, um, a a story reflecting things that could happen in in that part of society both then and and also now i'm, I'm sure we we all have stories from our lives maybe not involving ourselves but where you you've had elements of or even with ourselves that had elements of one or two elements or even all the elements of 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 the romeo and juliet story um so as an archetypical story yeah as a love story maybe no but i understand why it lasted over time i mean it's 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 definitely um uh, an interesting story and uh and i i i do maybe think that that during the time of shakespeare it, it has it has a bit of soap opera in it doesn't it doesn't it has like actually a, yeah like a twist of soap opera? like doesn't it seem like the the middle ages soap opera kind of uh i am sure this could be i'm, I'm sure it had a very broad soap opera. broad appeal 
which is always great for archetypical stories when when they have a broad appeal. Uh, not all have like there are loads of stories that you see go again and again through different ages in in different shapes, but with the same structure, which which never gets famous or they never never really uh, have a breakthrough like Romeo and Juliet had. So so great to see an archetypical story have that kind of breakthrough. But but a love story maybe not, maybe maybe not. So before we, we go back to Elsie, I just want to sneak this in. We have a comment on the live stream from Richie. And Richie has outed the big secret of tonight's episode, which is that it is Martin's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Richie wanted to greet you a happy birthday, bro. Thank you so, so much, Richie. Thank you so much. Yeah. Happy birthday, Martin. Happy birthday, Mr. Johnson. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. Yeah, I even I even brought alcohol. Cheers. Cheers Nothing better man. than a beer in the morning. Ah, it's afternoon. It's afternoon. It's afternoon. Cheers. <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay, <clears throat> moving on, guys. Wait, you okay, have to story. answer. You have to answer the question. I'm curious. What oh, you I didn't, didn't. I okay. I'll answer again. Okay. Uh, I wrote my answer down and I'll read it. <laughs> nice. Cheater. Okay. For me, this is, this is my this is this is my take on it. Uh, despite what people think, you know, Romeo and Juliet is is is. It, this is my take, huh? Romeo and Juliet for me is not a love story. It's not. I think King Kong is more of a love story than Romeo and Juliet. Uh, it's a, it's it's more of a story of desperation, obsession, sir. It's and it's an obsessive story. Um, people have been reading this hundreds of years. Several people have mistaken it for a love story, but I, I don't agree. Um, and 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 I, I'm answering my third question now, Tuluy. <laughs> uh, I will get back on that later, Denise. Uh, I want to delve into that more. So let's uh, uh, let us uh, uh, go to the second one that I I I, I want to ask. As the story goes, uh, this is this is this is connected to my answer. As the story goes, Romeo. Oh, spoiler alert to, to some people who don't know the story. Uh, Romeo was obsessed first with another girl, Rosalind. Now, Rosalind, and he, uh, he was crazy about her, heartbroken with her. So his cousin, uh, they snuck in the, the Capulet party to check out girls. How petty. <laughs> well, they're, again, they're and, kids. And this is why it's timeless. Because even back then... When your bro gets heartbroken, you take him to get drunk at yes, a party. Man. Right? That's that's always it's time. Wingman yeah. Wingman is also an Wingman. archetypical personality type. Right. <laughs> Wingman. So, I'm sure so, Jung so, talked about that. Wingman's Right. So the so the Barney Stinson of the of the of the romantic age. Uh, was able to uh, convince uh, Romeo to go to that Capulet party, sneak in, and check out the girls, you know, check out other girls. Be j just for the f mere fact that he's heartbroken to help him, you know, forget Rosalind. As soon as he sees Juliet, he totally forgets Rosalind. And now, my question is, love or lust? For love at first sight? Does it exist? I want to know what you guys think. Uh, Vanessa? Of course, there's attraction right away. Like, like last week, we were talking about it takes three seconds. I remember that. 
to get attracted, right? So um, maybe, you know, he was focusing his attention to this girl. And then suddenly, you know, even if you're in a relationship and you're out on a single night, that still happens. That's true. But the question is, do you act on it? Do you choose to act on it or, or not? Do you choose to flirt or not? So love or lust? Manamang lust, I'm sure. <laughs> First, duh. But it was their choice to progress afterwards. What they want to do with that attraction at first. So based on so, that, do you think love at first sight is even possible? Or is it attraction at first sight? Or lust at first sight? Attraction. attraction at first sight, yeah. Love takes time to build. I mean, at least my definition of love. Um, you know? Because if, if so you can say that uh, Romo, Romeo was, well, he's young, naman, so that, that, does that give him an excuse to be, uh, guessed uh, more on the lust side, more on the, the physical appearance side rather than anything else? Uh, since he's young, I guess, but it, it was just so romanticized as true love, which I, I don't really agree on. Uh, what do you think, Denise? Yeah, I think, you know, like this whole concept of star-crossed lovers, um, they don't, you know, they, he even used the word lovers, you know, which has a large connotation towards sexual and physical attraction, right? They, he didn't even call them star-crossed soulmates, you know, or stuff like that. And I think there's there's a clue there. In fact, I'm willing to bet that, you know, when when he wrote this, when he wrote this, he was also in a position of like anthropological research. Like he wanted to throw it out there and see how people would take it and see how people would react. Because this was a time when arranged marriages were a big thing and you really didn't have, you know, the opportunity or, you know, the, the, the right to marry whoever it is that you wanted, which is in fact why the whole problem to begin with, because Capulets and the Montagues would never marry off their children to each other to begin with. Um, by the way, trivia, did you know that the Montagues and the Capulets were not created by Shakespeare? They were created yes. by God. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So, Dante, Dante's Dante Divine Comedy actually mentions Montagues and Capulets, so just letting you know that. But like, so I think already there, they were lovers, they were like soulmates, or they weren't, you know, in love, I think. Um, and... And for me, like, does love at first sight exist? It's so funny because I had a, when I tried out for the debate team in high school, that was the question I got. Defend ah, or, sweet. yeah, defend or re refute the thesis statement, does love at first sight exist? And I said no. And it's interesting because I got a, a rebuttal question thrown at me. And the girl says, well, what do you call it when a mother sees her child for the first time? Isn't that love at first sight? What's dif and, that's different. That's biological. And, this is how I won my ticket into the debate team because I answered, well, actually, it was love before sight, not at first sight, because she carried that child for nine months in gestation, took care of it, ate right, slept right, and all of that. So she was loving this child before she even laid eyes on it. So I What's think... Sorry, go ahead, Elsie. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say, you can't compare romantic with, we're just going to be focusing on romantic love. Not nothing else because yep. uh, biological love. There's no question there. There's no question. But I think the principle applies also. Like I think you could have a 
a picture in your head of somebody that you want to love or that somebody you would fall in love with. And when that person comes along, it's, it's faster to fall in love with them because they meet a lot of the criteria you've all pre-built up in your head. I want them to be funny. I want them to know how to cook or I want them to, you know, walk me to the classroom door every day. I mean, those are the things we build up in ourselves. And when you meet a person that fulfills all of that criteria, makes it faster to fall in love and almost feels like love at first sight, but I don't think it is, right? It's definitely not. It's like a preconditioned love. <clears throat> right, right. Totally agree. Well, what do you think, Martin? No. Um... Uh, do I think there's love at first sight? Uh, yeah, let's start with that. Um, not, 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 not super. In in terms of Romeo and Juliet, I don't. The love at first sight, I'm I'm having a little bit of a hard time with. But but I do completely agree that that it does need time to build up. I I, I find the whole Romeo. And to be honest, I find the whole Romeo and Juliet story a bit obscure, uh, a, a bit weird. Um. At least that was the impression that I was left with after that I I, I read <laughs> up on it for this. For, like the totality, or uh, uh, to be honest, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, I, I I won't try to rip it too much. Um, but something that right off the bat just set the frame for the whole way that I understood the story is their age. Right. Yeah, they were. Uh, Juliet was thirteen. Juliet is thirteen. Uh, I don't know if the age of Romeo is is listed in the story, but at I least think, he, I think around sixteen. Think at least was... he's a lot younger than the guy that they're trying to marry. Uh, what's her name? Juliet too. Paris. Right. Yeah. Paris. Yeah. So. Already then, when when and and that was pretty early, and 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 that I had that frame for. To kind of like understand the story through, and all of a sudden it makes sense. It's, it's just a bunch of crazy teenagers. <laughs> but, but, but think about it. Think about it, right? Like, does it really feel so obscure when you look at it through that lens? Like the the love of such between a thirteen year old girl and a sixteen year old guy. Like they have no clue what 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 love is, or or in in other terms, what anybody is, and then you throw the family thing on top of that, man. It, it's just like well, then it's 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 a couple of kids that like each other, but their parents won't allow him to see each other, and um, I kind of got that lens on it. Uh, I'm I'm not trying to rip it apart. I'm I'm just saying that was how I understood it through, and and some of the very weird things that happens in this story makes a lot more sense when I see it as love between two teenagers, like all the misunderstandings, all the miscommunications, all the, the drama and, 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 and also exactly the way that they love the each drugs. other. <laughs> yeah. And also the way that they love each other, this whole love at first sight, like when I was 16 years old, 15, or even fucking when I was 20 years old, and maybe even now, I don't have a clue what, what real love is. And of course, they, they didn't either. But when I was a kid, I could see a chick and I'm like, I'm going to, you know, that's the one, like that, whatever, you know, like love at first sight kind of thing. But then you get obsessed and, and that's <clears throat> it eventually. So, so, is obsessed, so in, that, right? in that scenario, I totally agree, Martin. So it's, 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 kind of wrong to 
put this love story in the pedestal as an ultimate love story. No, it's kind of wrong because this, these are just kids. These are kids. I mean, if you're gonna put an ultimate love story in, in the pedestal, it should be what? Story of us, <laughs> marriage story. I mean, there's a lot of better stories out there, especially new ones, who dissect the whole uh, 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 idea of love and, and make it, uh, well, true enough that it, it's a lot of work. Uh, the two, uh, our two lovely ladies in, uh, here would, would attest to it. There's a lot of work that, that comes into, into uh, a long-term uh, relationship, especially if your yeah. marriage is involved. A lot of work to endure idiots like us, Elsie. A nope. lot of work. <laughs> I would but like totally I love that Martin I love that Martin touched on it because you know Vanessa opened with I think you know she said I think what makes the story so compelling is that they had to work for it because it was hard you know and every time there's a challenge or a seemingly insurmountable obstacle that makes for a better storyline and I think when Martin touched on that their parents were enemies and didn't want them to be together as a as a teenager that'll trigger your rebellious instincts just like that you know and you'll be like oh because exactly. you said no now i'm really gonna want it now i'm really gonna go for we gonna get married tomorrow you know yeah and by yeah. the way that's another trivia did you know actually if you check the timeline from the time they meet to the time they get married is 24 hours like it's 24 hours you know and it's like yeah dude and so it's it's this it's this whole and you're right martin the it's first speed date speed dating right? and this whole concept of they have been that passionately in love if nobody said anything against it if they didn't have to fight for it and you know bring out their right. typical you know hormone fueled rebellious rage but in that Sorry, case there wouldn't be a story though eh? yeah they're more in love with the drama and the attention mm -hmm. that the relationship could bring mm -hmm. attracted to each other so why not the world <laughs> right right but it's, but uh, uh, it's in the eyes of of of, of kids you know it, it's a tragedy of love of kids as kids see it right that's how this is how mm. kids see it so so i don't think we should put too much subscription into this as the ultimate love story we always pen this as oh the romeo and juliet of ganito oh the the romeo and juliet this is the story that will that will match romeo and juliet we should i don't think it should be Penned as as such, you know, because since this is you can say one of the most studied uh, uh, stories out there, but uh, yeah, uh, I totally agree. It, it, uh, these are just crazy teenagers, crazy teenagers. The, the audience just really identifies to the, what the characters did, because in mm. real life, I don't think somebody would really decide to do the things that they did, and. They want to, but they can't. And that's why, you know, the interest in the story. Mm. Mm. But mama, I love him. If, but, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, I think it's a good point in the terms of like talking about controversial couples, right? Because their, their family arrangement definitely made them in the story a controversial couple. But I'm sure if we sit down and think about it, it's not that uncommon. Like, don't we all know controversial couples in 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 that sense like people that get together where their families for one way or another don't want that to happen or or whoever it might be if not the family then they, well you could talk about race right P 
people of two different so, colors get get fall in love, and then all of a sudden the family didn't don't 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 like it from one side or from the other side. Or religion, two different religions. Yeah. 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 Two different now. religions. So yeah, day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in India, it's been happening now. So I think it's still to this day. I, I think that might be some of the stuff that make it stick, you know, because because to be honest, I was a bit dis- disappointed. I haven't read it thoroughly, but I I've gone through a few summaries and I've studied up on it a little bit, and was a bit disappointed, because uh, I, th- I I really had this picture in my head of it was a Shakespeare story, you know, and it was gonna be, but I was I was a bit disappointed, but I I guess I can see how it sticks. Because it's not uncommon these controversial couples, and, and and there is beauty in it. I I just think that it fucks up the whole story that they kill each other at the end. It's like so they don't even get to the part where it's love, you know. They don't even get to the to to the part where you work for it and you build a relationship and you beat all the odds. They just go suicide. Yeah, man. Yeah, they gave up. <laughs> They actually right. gave up, right? Oh, it's too hard. Life is too hard. They, and that's the teenage part right there. That That's yeah, yeah. why I'm like, I just couldn't get it out of can, my head. Can, can I'm you like, say man, they were like, oh, so hard. kids? Can you can oh, we say that they were like spoiled rich kids? They were aristocrats. So they were, were they spoiled rich kids that they, 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 were, they weren't getting what they want? And they, they did the ultimate tantrum was killing themselves? Yeah, the Possibly. ultimate tantrum. I like that. <laughs> Right, the ultimate, the ultimate tantrum. tantrum. I'm yeah. gonna kill myself if I don't get what I want, damn it! <laughs> but but isn't that not, what happened? More yeah, or less? I, I didn't mean to ruin the story for everybody, but that was exactly the impression that I, I was left with after that. Like it's like it's like the ultimate tantrum. Like oh, I can't get what I want, so I'm just gonna kill myself. And and uh, and, and not and not fact, to degrade suicide because. I mean, of course, that's that's a whole different story. Now it's just in in, in the spectrum of of Romeo and Juliet, right? Yeah, and, uh, and it's still within the realm of fiction. Yeah. But I wanted to jump in real quick because um, we have a comment on the live stream, and I think he's uh, commenting on what Elsie was saying that maybe Romeo and Juliet shouldn't be the benchmark of the ultimate story or even the ultimate couple. Um, and I wanted to give a shout out to Erico. Erica, what's up? Thanks for tuning in to The Naked Under the Table. I think it's his first time watching. And I think this may be his first comment ever. So thanks for commenting. Keep them coming in. And he said his benchmark couple are Agent Simmons and Fitz in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Shit. You know, I want to I wanna throw a new question out there to all the listeners and to you guys also. Think of your benchmark couple. Yeah, that's a good so we'll, we'll, as as the show progresses, let's let's, let's think of uh, our benchmark couples. Mine, I, I'll give mine already. Okay, I'll think. King I'll Kong think and Naomi so. Watts. <laughs> you you're really into King, King Kong, Kong huh? and Naomi Watts. That that should have been the controversial couple instead of instead of uh, instead of Romeo and Juliet. Man, want to talk and... about race? <laughs> you want to talk about race? Let's talk about charity, will ya? Yeah. Think on Naomi Watts. Oh, shit. And Darrow. Anyways, thanks for the comment. And uh, yeah, I do agree that... Uh... <laughs> oh, we have one. Yeah. Danes on the live stream commented, David Beckham and Victoria Beckham. Why? Why are they like the benchmark couple? Why? Because they look great. Great. It's a personal choice, Elsie. It's a personal <laughs> choice, and for her, I guess 
They're the ultimate. I'll give you another yeah. one. I think Dane, we would love to hear Dane, why why they are the the benchmark couple. They are very handsome and beautiful. That's for sure. That's for damn sure. Okay, I'm but sure. um, they're very much. Yeah, but I guess like if I were to answer like the ultimate like benchmark couple, um, and if they had to be, because it's hard, because like, are we talking like real life or fiction? Because like. One of our listeners any, said any, it, any, any, right? any, right? Yeah, I would say currently to me, I think they're awesome. Uh, Prince William and Kate are pretty kick-ass. Like they're good-looking. They've got beautiful kids. They're very put together. They don't cause any dramas or scandals. You know, they're they're quite up there in terms of proper, gracious behavior, and they know what their position is in life and shit. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd go with them. Wanda Maximoff and The Vision. Oh, uh, no. They're all toxicity sometimes, though. But anyway. anyway. <laughs> what about you, Van? Do you have, like, an ultimate couple that you can think of? I can't. I, I don't know. That's hard. I'll circle back to that in a bit. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Uh, okay. Uh, we've talked about Romeo as being obsessive. He is kinda. Uh, people have been reading Shakespeare, yes, and 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 to some extent, they've mistaken it for a love story, which is not totally really a love story. I don't think. For me, I don't think Shakespeare intended it to be a a love story. I think it was more of a commentary, or social. Uh, it was a social commentary on the on the time at that time, on you're right, arranged marriage and whatnot, and. Uh, do you agree with this? Do you, do we are we all in agreement in this room that this is not a love story? What do you think, uh, Vanessa? I think it's still a love story. You know, I agree that there's a lot of conflict, family, other issues. War. But, but we are, but we already talked about. We already agreed. Hey, hey, hey! The guest is entitled much... to her opinion, even <laughs> okay, if you I don't wanna... agree. Were responsible, obsessive, selfish, they were brats. We can even question if it's real love or just attraction or lust or what have you, but that was their main driver, right? The, the, their decision to see each other, to marry each other, that was their main driver. And that's why it's still a love story for me. But there was no love in the story. But, was there but, love in the story? But, but it's our definition that doesn't fit in their story. Our definition of love that doesn't fit in their story. But to them, it was love. And that, you know, made them do the things they did, crazy, irresponsible, and all of that. Um, but that was their driver. And I think that's why a lot of people become so attracted to it because they had the guts to even do that, to decide what they did, to go crazy, to, you know, at the time, at that age. That, that's, that's their love, love in the eyes of kids, no? Love in the eyes of kids. Love is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> that makes sense. Anyways, Denise, what do you think? Do you agree with Vanessa? If it's... Do I think it's a love story? Um, the jury's out for me. 
you know, I started the show saying that there's a lot of other storylines in it. Like there's a lot of other um, parallel narratives like politics and family and stuff like that, which would lead me to say it's not entirely a love story, but then what would you call it? Just a story? That's the problem. Like if I suddenly say it's not a love story, then what is it? It's definitely not action and adventure. It's not science fiction. It's not, you know, so what is it? It's, and so when I start asking myself, okay, if it's not a love story, then what is it? I can't find an answer. And maybe that's why it also kind of defaults to the love story because it's the easiest thing to latch onto. And the, the biggest thing to recognize in that whole narrative is these people, as Vanessa said, fighting for love, you know, fighting for the freedom to choose who they want to love. Maybe they weren't in love, but as she said, love part was the driving force. They wanted to be allowed to love whoever it is they wanted to love. Now, whether or not they actually found the right person to love, and to Martin's point, they never actually Whether got or not to that it was point, rational. Rational. I, I think maybe that's why when we talk about love stories, we have such distinct descriptions of it because we define love differently. And in their case, maybe it's a love story because they were fighting for it. Denise, the, your the, love story right. just won my liberal heart. <laughs> Thanks, man. What do you, how about you, Martin? How, how do you? What do you reckon? Um. Uh, yeah. I mean. Um. I I still hold on to what I said earlier, but but I really like the point uh, that that both uh, Denise and and Vanessa made, and I I also get it. Like, if it's not a love story, then what is it? It might be stupid love. It might be teenage love. It might be whatever. But but. Uh, I mean, it's it's the best predicate to put on it, I suppose, in this sense. But I really like what you said, Denise. Like, uh, and as I said, that's why you want my little liberal heart. Um, the freedom to choose, because I, when I think about it, it's I, I really see it as a teenage love story, and, and I, I I really get that that vibe, like like oh, if I can't do it, I'm just gonna kill myself, and and <laughs> and I guess just. From my point of view, the world is such a horrible place. Not a horrible place as in we should all go kill ourselves, but people people do experience a lot of horrible, horrible things and way worse than that. And they still, you know, they still stand tall. They still walk through. Uh, so I guess with coming in with kind of that um, angle, I, ju I just see the story as a little bit, uh, flat or maybe a little bit shallow. I will, I will say though, I latched onto something you just said that is a great succinct way to answer this question. It may not be a love story, but it is for sure a teenage love story. And that really quantifies it quite well, you know, because we all agree teenage love is volatile, unpredictable, extreme, extreme, also at, 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 irrational. At Yeah. Irrational and driven mostly by physical attraction, right? At least in the beginning for the most part. So I love that you said that because I think that is what spells the difference for me. It's a teenage love story. But I also like, I, I really like the, the point you made with, with the freedom. It doesn't matter if it's a rational choice. That's just me. I, I, I just think it's lame, you know? But at the end of the day, the deeper meaning with it could be... the and and especially if you look at the time as well and 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 times before that where not all people in the world got forced uh, into marriage but but a lot did 
a lot did, and especially if you were of 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 status, uh, it was it was very common to make sure that that you got married properly. Um, and uh, in in those eyes, putting a light on getting to choose who you marry, whether it's dumbfounded, stupid or irrational or whatever it might be but having the freedom to choose so i, I actually that warmed it a little bit that what that warmed the story a little bit for me it it did um so so i guess the answer is i just don't know what else you would call it but i also just i don't want to go on for too long i'm sorry but i also see it as it, it i have this picture in my head of like this guy sitting in a courtroom somewhere you know being a real gossip mama writing shit down like seeing stories and whatever and then man writing that story you know it's kind of like a little bit soap opera yeah i really see it also a lot as a, as a soap opera but but if you look at it today soap operas have a massive appeal i i my opinion about it is 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 more or less irrelevant it has a massive appeal people love soap operas and and i really see maybe romeo and juliet as like a soap opera of 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 not only of that time, but but of the different times that it's it's occurred in different uh, civilizations. Huh. Yeah, you can say that it's it's the it's the first soap opera. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, before I, I I go on, I want to read a a comment which I re- I really like from Erico Fuentes. I'm sure he's a guitar player. <laughs> to my guitar player friends. Uh, one of the premier couples in guitar playing is Derek Trucks and Susan Tadechki. Both really awesome guitar players got married. So that's amazing. I just want to add that there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, is it a love story? Okay. You can say that. Uh, teenage love. You can say that. Uh, they can't really... What do they know? They're kids, and but you're right. For kids, this is something. This is a big deal. Uh, you can say that Romeo and Juliet was the first emo couple. The, the <laughs> emo couple before emo was emo, even a term. They invented emo, emo couples, man. They invented emo. They didn't have eyeliner back then. That's such a good line, though, man. <laughs> I like no. I like my arse. It's Romeo and Juliet, yo. They were the first. <laughs> uh, Twilight's a love triangle, kasi, so there was no love triangle with Romeo and Juliet. But uh, yeah, uh, teenage angst, uh, spoiled brats, um, Love at first sight. These are all the uh, uh, children's uh, uh, perception of uh, what could be love. It could be love, but of course, That's as adults, why a lot of people like it though, right? Yeah, it, it makes a good story. Again, we're not discounting that fact, Vanessa. It does make a good story. Elsie uh, is the forever teenage lover. Ah. Yeah. I'm just a for, I'm <laughs> no, just no, a forever no, teenager. Elsie no, no, no. yeah, is the forever teenager. emo lover. <laughs> I'm just hurt all the time, guys. What am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, what am I gonna do? <laughs> all right, while you're while you're getting your 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 wrists cut there, Elsie, yeah. there's a comment on the live stream um, where uh, Danes was, I think, listening in to how we layered over each other's 
per, you know, like uh, perceptions or opinions on whether or not it should be called a love story. And she goes, hey, there are so many layers, huh? Like it's borderline either obsession or love. Mm-hmm. And that's because love is a force that is so hard to explain. <clears throat> and you know, I, I, maybe. I, I really like that. I, that was very well put. Uh, Dane, thank you so much. And and that's true. It, like just putting it into words, <clears throat> it's 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 very hard. Like like it's easy for me to sit here and, and uh, blur out all of these things, which I do believe. I I, I do believe this is a teenage uh, a love story to a very great extent, and I understand the actions that they make a lot better when I look at it through that 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 scope. But just sitting here and like talking about love and and let's not go too deep down the rabbit hole but just sitting here talking about love and trying to put that into words is it's not easy it's it's really not no okay you know i'll i'll let's imagine this uh this is still in the context of this question let's imagine this if you are the wingman of romeo you're trying to help this guy get over the love of his life, supposedly, which is Rosalind. You bring him to a party, and all of a sudden, he's in love with someone else. I mean, you're going to be like, what the hell, dude? I thought in love with Rosalind. Now, Rosalind who? That what, girl? Rosalind what? Who's that? Juliet, my father, my man. Actually, that happens. In Romeo and Juliet, that happens. He gets questioned later on when he starts talking about how in love he is with Juliet. His barcada and his cousins all like, what? And Mercutio's like, you were just talking about this Rosalind girl the other day. Like, what the fuck? Right. I'm lost, right? Like, he was like, wait, because right. he starts talking about being in love. And Mercutio goes, oh, yeah, Rosaline right. again, Rosaline. And he's like, no, who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? You know, and it's hilarious. Um, right. Because I think if yeah, I... If it, I it, it is very... It is very- Go ahead, Denise. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think um, I think it's an interesting kind of side question about like, are we enablers when we become wing men or wing women? Are we actually enabling <laughs> irrational, dumb behavior? Because to a degree, that's what our job is, right? Get them drunk, get yeah. them distracted, make right. them do whatever it is that they need to do to purge the feelings, the fields, you know. And and we give them like a pass, like a platinum pass. To completely go, wait for it, nuts. Ah, cheers, yeah. guys. I said the Go nuts, <laughs> nuts deep. <laughs> you know, that, gave, that, got, that got me thinking. We should have like a wingman app. If you need a wingman, you just go to an app and you can order a wingman. If you're like heartbroken and you need someone to help you, you can call it like wing grab. I don't know. I don't know. And, and that, my dear listeners... <laughs> Is this week's another, nuts another business proposal? <laughs> Boom! We should have a list. We should have put a list. Of Denise, nuts I'll business proposals, <laughs> right? Vanessa, well, well, you know. the, Vanessa, you are the nuts business proposals. Grab wingman <laughs> from from Q. <laughs> we'll, we'll pitch it. We'll but pitch yeah. it. But yeah, Dima, when you think about that, Romeo's like kind of like Ted Mosby from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Dima, he's in love with he's he's in love one one time, then he's in love the next. I mean, come on, man, make up your mind. 
<laughs> so, Nikki, sorry, just circling back to your question about the wingman being an enabler. Did you want to um, build on that more? Is, is it like a good or a bad thing for you? Exactly. I mean, I think I was just putting the question out there because in as much as we think we're doing a good thing for whoever we're wingmanning. Are we actually making it worse? Yeah. <laughs> like, are we actually helping though? Like, you know, you got to ask yourself, there's a moral imperative now when it comes to being a wingman. We should develop the wingman code of conduct. <laughs> I was about to say that, man. And it's going to be sold right next to the bro code by Barney Stinson, man. Wingman code of conduct. <laughs> Sorry, man. Has, what? The, the scroll. of the wingman is always good. You're just the supportive friend who wants to take you out on a good time and stuff. But ironically, because that friend who needs it is not entirely in a good space to make the right decision or decisions or you know actions whatever and that's why it usually results to a more obscure or a more complicated situation See, at the end of the night so it's not the wingman's fault not entirely <laughs> no i think there should be a wingman code like a creed a wingman yeah, we code we just said like... that the wingman code of conduct we just said that i think the queue the queue the queue made it the wingman yeah, charter has, yeah, has, the, yeah the wingman charter yeah, 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 yeah. the wingman charter like uh wingman will not uh give false enabling powers to the wingy <laughs> do you call it the wingy the winger won't give false <laughs> powers or false belief to the wingy so something like that you know stuff so, so, stuff in that uh, in that regard but yeah um Romeo was uh, was uh, giving uh, his wingman wingmen uh, <laughs> a run for their money because they were they were scratching their heads and 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 and, and, and uh, they were getting confused with this guy like hey uh, make up your mind who are you in love with so you know what uh, let's uh, move on to the next one do we have any comments Denise no Q has not sent any right now remember okay, Q's okay. back yeah yeah. So okay, we're okay. Go to your next question, Elsie. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't know if I think we already talked about this, but I'll ask it again. Is it plausible that a love story of this, you know, magnitude could take place fast? I mean, yeah, we did. We talked about that already because they're kids, right? In kids' eyes, it is that intense. It's, uh, but can it happen in adults? Can it happen to two? Intel, uh, smarter, uh, more mature, let's say f late 20s, 30-year-olds. Can it happen uh, of this um, magnitude? In order to answer that, can I answer that question with another question, Elsie? Is that okay? <laughs> go, <laughs> go ahead. Because for those of you who are listening to our podcast for the first time, we have a segment on the show called Producer's Choice. And our producer, Q, chooses the best trivia of the night. And whoever uttered that trivia gets to issue a consequence. And I think my, because I won last time and I have a question that I think will answer Elsie's question. If it's possible for adults to actually experience this. So this is my consequence question for the two boys. I think it's widely accepted that Romeo and Juliet had a whirlwind romance. So share a time in your adult life that that happened to you <laughs> and whether you liked it or you completely hated it 
And we'll start with Martin. <laughs> Man, I had a few. I had a few. I had a few. <laughs> Uh, which is why hopefully, uh, I, and I think I, I hope not. I don't hope, but I mean, if you haven't had a world whirlwind romance, just definitely try one. It'll make you a better person. It might not make you uh, might not make you happy, but at least at least it'll make you smarter. No, I I have had a few actually. I've had a few very turbulent relationships. Uh, um, but yeah, I've I've had. A girl that I was very, very in love with, and uh, we were. It was very extreme. Our relationship was very extreme, in in any sense of the word. Um, I think I got kicked out of the house maybe two to three times a week. <laughs> um, very, very extreme, like. If, not even from one day to the other, man. From one hour to the other, we could go from being in heaven to like crazy, intense uh, fighting. And and um, I did a lot of stupid shit, a lot of shit that could have gotten me in a lot of trouble. Um, because of not because of her, I did it. It was me who did it. Um. I I, cho- I chose to do it myself because nothing else uh mattered. It's nothing nothing in my life I wouldn't give up uh to be with her and 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 um and it was an addiction. I was a, I was a drug addict, but but she was my drug, like she was my heroine and not the good heroine, which is a female hero. The one that you <laughs> inject straight into your veins and makes you a fucking slave. Uh, no language please that uh <laughs> she was my heroine she was and i was an addict uh, and i sucked up all the stuff that i could it was very very turbulent it it was up and down for the whole ride but and and, and it 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 also ended in and i had an accident uh related to that also like a, f- a physical that was very very hurt uh traffic accident and uh, yeah, it, it was a very intense. But I, I, I wouldn't be without it. And luckily, I mean, I was never on the verge of committing suicide. But, <laughs> but maybe, maybe who knows, man? Had that accident been any different, I maybe I, I could have died. You know, like. So uh, there you go, Elsie. So. I think that answers the question. That was a very extreme relationship in much the same. Yeah, but how very old much were you, Martin, wind. when that happened? Huh? How, oh, how yeah, that, that was that a happen? question, yeah. That was a question. How old was I? I was not a teenager, man. I was like 24, and I'm, I'm, I just ah, turned 28. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Elsie, I want to hear your answer. When, like, uh, what was the most potent, most, to use your word, whirlwind romance of okay. magnitude in your life? All right. Okay. I'll, 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 not to name names anymore, but I'll, I'll tell you what happened. And uh, well, it was my, I was much younger. I was probably around that age also, around 20-something. And you meet someone. And uh, I think it became a whirlwind relationship because it was more of not... It wasn't, it wasn't really about love or, or, or romance. It was, more of a, it was more about control. It was more, it was more of a power play. It was more of a power play, and 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 it's more on 
who can last who can be better without that person and it's you know it's it's a, it's a, it's a tug of war of sorts and i think i thought happened to me it was a whirlwind because of that uh it's more on ego than anything i don't we have to uh, at that time you think it was love you think it was like oh i'm i'm in love with this person but no it could be just ego it could be just oh you you like this person because you can't have this person because she's not available that's why you want her so Which is kind of what happens in Romeo and Juliet. Maybe right, right. They ended up liking each other more because they couldn't. They right, around. right, right, right. That's that's exactly what I, what I was going for, and uh, we get confused with that. Even uh, as adults, I was uh, in my twenties. Uh, I'm happy that it didn't push through, and you realize you get knocked in the head by older friends of yours, and and you just realize that oh yeah, you're right. It wasn't love. It was, it was a power play. You're 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 infatuated by this person because you can't have her, and uh, I think that's uh, that's where the confusion lies. Uh, as an adult, especially now, I'm I'm happy to say that you kind of know what it is <laughs> more well, or less. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. yeah, man. I'm <laughs> not gonna sit here and say that it's not gonna happen again. But I think the difference between our stories, Elsie, and the Romeo and mm. Juliet. Is that we didn't kill ourselves at 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 the end of it, right? We, we no, no, kind of, no, no, kind of pushed definitely, through definitely. there. We're still here. Uh, I, um, but but that's really for me. But like all the stuff that they do in the story, uh, it's not really. I, I get that it's it's the end part that kind of the kind of the kind of, uh, kind of uh, weirds mm. me out a little bit. I think. I think one reason that that, that it can we it can't happen to us now because we have we have we have cell phones. We can actually test. Hey, hey, if ever I'm gonna do what Romeo and Juliet did, you just text them. Hey, I'll pretend to be dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, Don't there's no more yourself, like shit okay? getting lost in the mail. Lord. But hey, I'm I'm actually curious. Hey, Van, you know. I know this wasn't supposed to be a question for you because it's not like you're supposed to get the consequence. But I'm curious. Like, did you ever have a whirlwind romance? And what was that like, man? My whirlwind, whirlwind romance is my husband. Living in <laughs> the shit. storm, huh? The, the start was really crazy. Um, it happened really fast. Everything just escalated out of proportion. I was very young, fresh out of college, on my first job in a very, you know... In, in an industry, in an office where everybody talked a lot, where I was, you know, I was the new girl and Elvin had this reputation of always dating the new young girls. <laughs> <laughs> so throw that into the mix. Um, yeah, and another a part of his reputation is also dating several girls at a time. So, yeah. Not but that. How, how, I'm curious, like, it worked out, though. You ended up getting married. Yeah, after, yeah, yeah after some time. After how, 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 how did that work, though? Because, like, I find this interesting because generally there's a negative connotation when you talk about a whirlwind romance because, yeah. you know, and you premised with love takes time to build earlier in the show, but True. here you are marrying your whirlwind romance. So what, what happened there? Um life shocked us with trials right away um you know we also had bad decisions we also made 
bad choices back then. But then when the dust settled, when, you know, after all the Romeo and Juliet emotion levels calmed Hold on, your families were against the, the relationship? <laughs> well, not that dramatic, but yes, under the circumstances then that we were in, they were they were not, you know, entirely supportive. Um, and then after that, we, we, we took time and then tried to, you know, build it slowly because we were both in a hurry. We were, you know, it was a mess. Like the first 10 months of our relationship, uh, the trials that we went through was like, it was like 10 years of pain. <laughs> yeah. Ten years of pain. yeah, at the start. And then after that, there. Then, then um, after that, after this has settled, we could have broken up. You know, still a lot of challenges here and there. And then that's when, where I was coming from, the choice I was saying and the build-up, the choice that we make every day because I could have chosen differently. He could have chosen differently. From our first year, I mean, we were together for five years, but you know, a lot of things could have happened before the time, five years before we got married, right? So it started as a whirlwind because we did it right away. We kind of knocked the attraction, you know, out of the way and all of that pretty fast. I think that's cool. I think. I mean, we've definitely answered Elsie's questions. Question that as adults, yeah, this kind of shit can happen still and may happen still. But I do love that it doesn't necessarily always have to be a bad thing. Like Martin was saying, you do learn from it and you do grow from it. You know, um, Elsie realized that there's a difference between, you know, love, obsession, and power. And in, 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 in Vanessa's case, like, it's awesome. Like, who says it doesn't work? Who says... You know, and maybe Vanessa should have been around during Romeo and Juliet's time so she could advise those two idiots. And, and, and you don't have to kill yourselves. Just yeah. wait a minute. It will fix itself and it will right itself and you'll all be do good you later. Think, <laughs> do you think if Romeo and Juliet, I was going to save this for the last question, but I, I'm, I'm so curious now. Do you think that Romeo and Juliet would have worked if they really ended up together? Oh, that's, but that's okay. So can I save that? Because that's part of my answer to your last question. Last, oh, sige, yeah, sige. that's part of my Later answer to your last question. So maybe we can move Later on to your lang. next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Oh, but okay. by the way, super thank you for answering that, guys, super honestly. Um, you know, judging up the past might not always be as pretty like in Vanessa's case. So kudos to you guys. That was a tough question, man. Thank you. That's why we're naked under the table, just like everybody else. <laughs> which also we are available in Spotify, Anchor, and a lot more other venues. So please check us out. You can listen to us uh, in another time, in your most convenient time. Uh, okay, going to the next one. Okay, this is a bit touching a little bit close to home. No? Uh, comparatively, the pandemic lockdown has given us somewhat of a Romeo and Juliet setting. Like... Uh, forbidden meetings we can't let's uh i've known a couple of uh, friends of mine who can't date and they're stuck alone at, uh, in their own condos uh their own places and they're 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 pretty lonely and uh and a lot of them have gone and are still going through some whirlwind relationships romeo julia ex relationships that because because of that sheer fact 
that they can see each other and 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 uh, those relationships that start off that way but Vanessa kind of answered this eh? it takes a lot of work uh, does it have real value this does this prohibition of sorts of not being together let's say let's say you're 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 with this person but there is a big division or a, a big a hindrance against you two let's say family or whatnot that you can't be together does that have value does that have value in the long run can we uh, uh, divert that into to probably real love absolutely man I you know I'll tell you like Vanessa kind of answered it earlier but right, remember right. she didn't meet Elvin in a quarantine or in the time of a pandemic she met him normal times right so I like your question because now you've layered on the quarantine as the replacement for warring families right the quarantine is preventing people from coming together you know and 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 that's why you have like you know these scenes like on the balcony you know stuff like that oh by the way this is my trivia guys and you can check this every time you watch a romeo and juliet play live that scene is called the balcony scene and they do it with a balcony but hark what light through yonder window breaks right there is a window but a balcony was never actually mentioned in romeo and juliet and the word balcony didn't even exist yet at the time yeah, it came out in like 1618, the word balcony. So I find it so odd that like everybody just or one person just imagined it to have a balcony or maybe from a set production point of view, it was easier for for Juliet to stand on a balcony than stick her head out the window. But that so that's director's treatment. <laughs> director's treatment, right? But yeah, so that's my trivia. There is actually no balcony mentioned in that scene. But so that balcony scene is Zoom calls, phone calls, right? Where you have to try to reach out to each other in any way that you can because you can't physically be together, right? And I will be the first person to say it works. Um, I'm guilty of falling in love during quarantine and we weren't supposed to see each other because lockdown, right? But we snuck away. <laughs> we did. And we, you know, we did try to abide by the rules and start, you know, we started with phone calls and then video chats and stuff like that. But you know, you can't stay away from somebody that long, especially when it's new. So we ensconced ourselves. I just won't tell you where. <laughs> but we, we found a way. We snuck out during quarantine to, to meet up with each other. You know, and I will be the first to say it's long term for me. This is like the real deal. And it world when it was in the quarantine. Did did that did that help in any way to 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 escalate that emotion that you 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 had then while Wilt's falling in love because of this you know this lockdown did it help think, in any way? I, I'm not sure if it just escalated the love emotion. It escalated a lot of emotions because you had a lot more time to talk and you had a lot more time to you know really get to know each other because even if you were working from home, sometimes you're not as busy. He especially, his business was an outdoor-based business, is an outdoor-based business. So he couldn't actually go to work. So he was, he had, you know, time on his hands. And you end up getting much, much closer, much, much faster. And because I think we were all generally vulnerable during the quarantine time, we were a lot more volatile and emotional. 
I found that we were sharing very deep personal things about each other faster and it was easier, you know, like to be vulnerable was much, much easier during the time of quarantine because we already were, I guess, is, is my theory. About about you, Martin, Did, does it help that this lockdown has in a way solidified or was it a hindrance to, to does it have value? That 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 you've actually fell in love in a very obscure kind of way that because there's this big wall uh, against all of us now, uh, proverbially. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I, I I think so. I mean, for some, uh, I, I I suppose yeah. It definitely holds real value in the long run. I I do agree with what Denise say. Um, every we've all been uh, vulnerable during this time, and um, and we've needed people to be there. And I think that also makes you more open. It makes you more open to meet meet people. And, and at the end of the day, what really binds people together is the extreme might not be the right word but the, the crazy stuff that you endure you know and and enduring a pandemic is, is definitely something for the books um even even i maybe even for 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 ex for uh for uh experienced uh love affairs like yours vanessa i i, I don't know but maybe you can tell us about that but but for I think for everybody, and uh, and that does definitely build uh, something. It does it does push people together, and and I do believe it can it can hold real value. I I, I don't think necessarily that you just get in a relationship, or just because it's prohibited. I do think that the circumstances do uh, make contribute. Yeah, they exacerbate it. Yeah. They make the the. They make it. They make they make good conditions for 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 creating a good relationship, especially one that's as close as a romantic relationship. Uh, also, because sex uh, gives you another thing to to pass time <laughs> with. Um, um, but of course, there are gonna be there are uh, yeah. Anyway, so I do think they they do it. it the situation does uh, kind of give the right circumstances to, or, or give good circumstances to to form uh, uh, close and tight relationships. But I'm sure there are also people that are just man, whatever. I just can't be alone. You know, I just can't be alone. <laughs> the Jerry Maguire's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure that also happens. Um, yeah, but but in any in any case, for me, um, I think it just gives it just just it's it's a good situation to 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 grow a relationship in any case, uh, even though it's a hard hard situation. So so yeah, I guess I guess I'm curious it. to what Vanessa would answer, but let's let's let, since you've kind of answered it, let's let's shuffle it up a bit. Uh, what if going back to your whirlwind and now marriage? What if it happened in the pandemic? Would it still work? What do you think? I'm not sure if it would work. Um, because of my personality, my language of love, and my husband's personality, I'm not sure. 
and it was it's like a whole generation ago <laughs> my dating life we, we, we were pre-facebook pre-social media you know we were dating in the call and text era <laughs> so it's very very different right it's very very different so i don't think that would work but um i would just like to go back to the covid uh, the pandemic now like a lot of people you were asking if there's merit to it maybe a lot of people would start as have that layer as an exciting part of it because lahat ng masarap bawal bawal yeah 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 so translation for our english listeners generally everything that's that feels good is usually bad for you <laughs> yeah or prohibited and that gives it that's a that's the addictive part of it the drug part so you know people are usually attracted to that and if that moment past you know then it's not exciting anymore when you've done the deed then it's done and if it's not worth it then you know nothing good will come out of it but if you get past that as for denise the living breathing example of a successful you know born out of pandemic quarantine relationship which is in a very good place right now it is possible but i imagine that a lot of people you know took advantage of of it just to you know cheat pass all around just to maybe survive i don't know <laughs> that's I, I i'm curious though because like a lot of like especially i touched on it and, and martin kind of built on it this concept that the pandemic made us more vulnerable and that made us more open to share and more open to new stuff being shared with us did you and your husband experience that too or is that for new couples only you think like did the pandemic make you more vulnerable and close to each other yes it did it really did um because with the quarantine a lot of other issues were happening in my life and because there you know we're limited to you know zoom calls and you know you have to usually schedule it and stuff you know we have you know have a newfound closeness and been married for 12 years and you know in the normal times i would he's not the jealous type he never prohibits me as you know <laughs> to go out like a single woman and all that you know and there were a lot of times that you know we missed our time together and now that we're kind of stuck with each other kind of forgot how that was like for a long time you know not that you know we had we were in a bad place or anything it's just you know the the quarantine you know rekindled something again and we would have date nights here in, in our in our room in our space and only recently that we you know gained back our privacy because we moved into a bigger space and our kids are you know growing up and they also have their own space you know it's just perfect timing and you know the quarantine and also uh this week we've gone to walks after dinner every day you know just around the village no you know drink three two to three times a week, just in the room for a nightcap. All of those things wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for the quarantine. Yeah, and I realized forced isolation can also force closeness. You know, and then that's, that's I think, if you look at it that way, it's the silver lining in all of this. Pero it's not naman uh, Stockholm, ano? It's different, <laughs> huh? No, naman. <laughs> Wala naman Stockholm syndrome dyan. Baka naman... Uh, 
so a lot of them are 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 confusing it <laughs> i know some of my i know some people who actually broke up because they were forced isolated together and and good and bad you know it's pretty extreme what's happening now it's pretty extreme just you know magnify everything that's there yeah so you know for some people it's the bad things that get magnified right one of the lucky ones it's a filter no when you think about it this pandemic is a filter of sorts the, the, the filtering relationships filtering like we talked about before uh, about relationships it's i think this is a perfect time to rethink relationships and make new ones actually uh, of of value this time that will uh, uh, uh more for you more what will be more aligned to your personality okay uh, I think we still have a little, a little bit more time left to uh, to do one last uh, exercise. I want to rewrite Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> so who wants to go first? Just give me a short summary. How will we rewrite this 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 uh, tragedy of a love story? So I'll go. They meet right. There's no contraceptives back then, so Juliet gets knocked up, right? As you know, back then, if you get knocked up, you gotta marry the dude. So the whole thing twists itself, and the Capulets and the Montagues are like, damn it, fine, but we must preserve her honor and her, you know, reputation. So And Romeo's they like, get... score! <laughs> no, Romeo's like, oh, shit, though, you know? Because, like, it occurs to him, this shit is for life. Cause we don't know. Maybe that's also why he offed himself. Cause he just realized, oh shit, I just got married. I'm 16. Oh man, this shit's gonna go sideways soon. But so in my version of the story, she gets knocked up. They get forced to wed, and they end up hating each other so much. Cause they freaking didn't want to be together. They had to spend the rest of their life together. And so instead of killing themselves like suicide, they shoot each other. Like they just kill each other. <laughs> Because they're just like so upset that this is their lot in life. Man. <laughs> I would read that book. I would read that book. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's 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 <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about how about you, Martin? How will you give a how will you rewrite it? Oh um, give us a we'll just go nuts. Go nuts. Go if you nuts. want to put aliens, put aliens in it. First, first of all, first of all, I would write out that goddamn monk, that friar. Man, it's what an a asshole, fucking no? idiot, man! He's like, he's like that it's guy. He's like that guy that like there's always there that's giving you advice and has no fucking idea what he's talking about. And then you just you're you just... a monk. You've never been married. Stop talking about shit you don't know anything about. <laughs> man and and then you know whenever you follow his advice your life just goes like straight down the drain you know so fuck that guy i want i want that guy out of the story if he goes out of the story then they don't kill each other i i, I would also like a different ending i it really just like i have a i don't know i have a lot of respect uh f for suicide i i am fully aware that life is very very difficult thing to endure and and i try to understand that that some people are having such a hard time that they actually f believe that that ending it is better than living it and 
I I know Shakespeare might not have had this in mind when he wrote this story, but that that ending is just a turn off for me, man. It just screams. And you know what? You you just touched on a point. It glorified suicide. It romanticized suicide unwittingly. You know, it it, it gave people license to 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 you know. It's it's yeah. like the show. There's a show on Netflix that I really hate. How this girl you know kills herself in the start. Thirteen reasons why. Yeah, and I hate it because it romanticizes the idea of suicide. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. So you could say that. For for me, it's it's just um, it's it's just a it's just a yeah. I just don't I I don't know how to put it into words without sounding like an asshole, but I really find it shallow. Like oh, like so many bad things happen to people in life, and they still walk on. You know, and this this whatever let's not dwell on that too much i would like for them to survive i would like to see get the monk out of there because he's an idiot i would like to see what it would have been like if they had to live with the consequences of their choices now that's a story i would like to read but again then how long would it be right and we know it's a shakespeare so you don't understand half what it says anyway um (laughs) But but I would like to have seen like okay fair, like like because what happens usually not usually but what could have happened is okay fuck it you know like what if it's the same if you have a kid they act out I I don't have kids so but uh, I acted out a lot when I was a kid and eventually my mom was just like okay fuck it man just go do what you want go do man go do you can come back when you fuck up you know um. <laughs> And and I feel a little bit the same about those. And 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 maybe maybe it would be amazing. And 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 I do also would like I would like to see them succeed because even though I might find the love story a bit lame, them sticking to their guts and making it work would also be a story uh, worth worth reading uh, for sure. So so yeah. So that's mine. Uh, kill the monk. And prevent the suicide. Boom. Interesting story. How about you, Vanessa? How how would you yeah, give us a short summary? Uh, close to what Arden said. What if Juliet's plan panned out? Right. What What if they, you know, they were successful in faking the death, and you know, he him getting the message, and you know, not having that stupid miscommunication and all of that. What if? But you're now lacking conflict you can't sell a story without conflict mm-hmm. <laughs> right so if it ends um you know happily ever after what conflict can we put in there that's not childish if they their plan did really you know pan out and if they eloped and you know disappear in the face of the earth or whatever what can i continue of- she leaves him imagine he kills all of those people and then she just goes like, you know what? We tried it. We tried it for a couple of days, man. Fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> because Juliet's wing woman takes her out for some drinks. And that's the end of that. <laughs> or, or, yeah. or, <laughs> or Vanessa's, Vanessa's story works out. They, 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 they elope. They remember these are kids and they're rich kids. They don't know how to work. They never probably worked in their lives. So they end up really poor. Really poor. 
trailer trash, which is they probably went trailer to a trash, caravan, yeah. which is <laughs> the equivalent of trailer trash. Yeah. They're in a gypsy caravan, and they were and 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 Juliet's pregnant, and they have a horrible life, right? And here's the conflict, <laughs> gypsy caravan. And here's the conflict, Rosaline, Rosaline, Rosaline comes comes forth, comes forth. <laughs> And shows up and says, "Romeo, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm I'm rich. I can I can give you and just leave that bitch. <laughs> That's the conflict right there. So can I read out Q's? Can I read out Q's version? Q no has way, a version. Juliet. So his starts the same as mine. Juliet gets knocked up. She's disowned and then persecuted. Eventually dies because she's so ostracized. Ah. And so Romeo goes on a revenge rampage and kills all of Juliet's cool family like John Wick. <laughs> oh my God. Action. Action. Yeah, well, he already yeah, killed a gonna... few people, so he's pretty good at it. Yeah, he's pretty good at it. He already that killed. That is true. That is true. He's a war freak, no? I mean, Romeo's a war freak. He can be like... Um... In, Dude, a, in, a, in a lot of ways, he could be the antagonist. Boy, he got all of this hormone rage that needs exactly, to get man. let out. He just, he just got a lot of rage, man. He's, he has a very hard cock, and he just needs to get a release. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, guys, this has been a very interesting topic. I've learned a lot, and we've dissected it. We smashed it, and we put it back. Uh, we pieced it up again together with our versions and it, it was pretty enjoyable. I would love to watch a different version of your Romeo and Juliet probably. Well, when you think about it, the Baz Luhrmann's version was a bit different, no? It was uh, modernized but with, uh, with, uh, with keeping up with the same uh, old English dialect. It was pretty interesting. So I, I wish I could, we could see a new version of Romeo and Juliet. Maybe a pandemic version of Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet in the pandemic. Right or something like that. Maybe a whole video, a whole Zoom. film, recorded in Zoom. Yeah, on Zoom. <laughs> on are you Zoom. Hot, are you hot to see Zoom. me or do you have a fever? Yeah, that Lord. that one that one is for free, Elsie. That one is for free. Next one, I'll charge you. And for. the name of the and the name of the the Zoom the the Zoom app is called the Balcony. <laughs> the Balcony. <laughs> That could be how it's done. Anyways, it's it's pretty interesting, guys. I enjoyed uh, very much. Denise, uh, closing remarks, please. Oh, I was gonna say. So I'm I'm gonna do the part where we announce the trivia because that's my bit. Oh, sorry, you... sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So, no offense. I kind of knew that going into the show that that balcony bit because it's a little known trivia actually. Um. And I discovered that when I played Romeo in high school. But anyway, so I won the trivia of the night for my balcony scene, not actually technically having a balcony. Fact check by Q. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the earliest known use of the word balcon, as it was then spelled, or balcony with an e, didn't occur until 1618, two years after Shakespeare died. And even the concept of a balcony was literally foreign to Shakespeare's British contemporaries. That to so me that just sounds like Shakespeare could see into the future. Maybe possibly he was an alien. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, so thanks so much, guys. I win for the second time in a row. Super, super awesome. Back to you, LC. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you again, everybody, for listening, uh, for watching. Thank you, Vanessa, for joining us. 
And uh, yeah, uh, this has been nuts. We were naked under the table show. Uh, join us again next week for Bonnie and Clyde. And then uh, that be a, and that's another interesting uh, uh, toxic couple right there that we're gonna dissect, analyze, and maybe piece up together with new stories. Hopefully, yeah. uh, it all depends. And I think Martin will be hosting it. So I'm very I'm very excited to <laughs> to read his questions. So any, anyways, thank you everybody. Thank you so much, Q. Thank you for monitoring us. Thank you for everybody who commented and for everybody who viewed. And please. Uh, if you want to listen more, we're on Spotify, Anchor TV. Uh, where else, Denise? Uh, a lot more. <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, see you guys next week. <laughs>